Hello and welcome to Studio GT in Arlington, Washington. This is The Dirty Cultivator. This show is a farm and garden show by farmers and for people who love organic farms, local food, sustainable living, and other current events. More importantly, this podcast is a place for the organic farmer to be heard and promote the consumption and importance of more locally grown food. I am Farmer Lovejoy, the Dirty Cultivator and Grower Extraordinaire. And hey, hey, I'm Carrie Kay, backyard gardener and mother of four creative daughters. And Uncle Jesse is here running the show, keeping us on time and in line when appropriate. <laughs> Woo! Yes! We have our big announcement today is that uh, our show is headed south of the border to Mexico next month. And uh, we are going to do two live episodes from Zihuatanejo, Mexico. For all the listeners out there, they're not going to be live. We're going to pre-record them in a live environment. Yeah, it's going to be live for us. Yeah, we'll be alive. We'll be we alive. will be alive in Mexico, and we right. could potentially be at a live type resort mm-hmm. or cantina or some other or kind of restaurant setting. or yes. some other kind of unique setting that Non-windy. can make this podcast stand out from all other farm and garden podcasts. Not only because we're we're doing our show internationally, bringing in international farmers, but also because we will actually be enjoying ourselves in the warm, sunny weather of Zihuatanejo. I know. It's going to be December, and I'm going to be wearing some flip-flops. Flip-flops and some swimsuits. You're going to be swimming oh. in the pool, enjoying your $30 a night hotel room. I am excited. Maybe even bringing a guest or something to discuss yeah. some like uh, you know agriculture down south of the I'm, border. I'm going to be working yes. on that when I'm down there, see if we can get any English speakers onto the show to talk about agriculture, local food, whatever's happening down there. We're going to be talking about culture while we're in Mexico, Mexican culture, Mexican food, the Mexican farmer's markets. Yes, and oh, it's all yeah. coastal, so there's lots of yeah, seafood. Seafoods, yep, and yep. we've got lots of different kind of fish farming going on down there. Not farming, but catching. Yes. And agave farming. Agave farming. Mezcal is being made right there. That's a distilled spirit similar to moonshine. It comes with, like, the tequila worm that people know about. That's in mezcal. Mm-hmm. Right on. Uh, a lot of stuff to be to be informed about. And we're going to be accepting donations for Carrie, potentially to be doing table dances. Yep. Only yeah. not. What Americans think of table no, dances? Because apparently, up on I've been the bar told table and dancing. I've been told that that's tradition in Mexico. Right. And we that will people don't and, dance and with, on the floor; they dance the on tables. So twenty-five dollar uh, donation price point. It's not you, like I'm going to be we, a girl from Foxes in Tacoma right, or something. Uh, that's not the plan. Carrie will dance. What's for, the name of the place? Foxes. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie will dance for one song for a twenty-five dollar donation. Up on the table. For yep. every $25 donation. So if we have 100 people, she will be dancing for 100 songs up on the table. All night long. Yeah. All night long. And we will post this on YouTube if if it's that long. But if it's a shorter segment, no, we only get a few well, people each to video, Each video we'll post on Facebook. On the, Independently, on the, though, that's going to block up our Facebook and you pages. Don't, and you don't get to pick your dancing. song. Like, well, I get to I pick mean, the song. You don't get Do, to pick the song. I don't get to pick we'll the song. We'll let the... Senior Frogs DJ or Copados DJ yeah. pick the song for you, and and probably the shirt. You will wearing. not pick the song. I don't. Do they? No. I don't know if I know. And how for to you, da- Jesse. Dance to and Mexican for you, Uncle music. Jesse. Guess what I got planned for you? For every five dollar uh, don- no. Oh. For every five dollar donation, uh, listeners can <laughs> no, my my donation is a little bit lower. <laughs> Sorry, well, Jesse. different price point for different folks. You know, you, you know. That's what uh, my dignity's worth. So for, for your five dollar donation, you will take one shot of mezcal while you're on the show. So if we have a number of five dollar <laughs> donations, you'll be pretty hammered by the end of the show. But how you about, can't mess up my video, Justin. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> yeah. How about for fifty bucks, I'll eat the worm. And for fifty buck, 
bonus donation or for an increment of ten five dollar donations, he will eat the worm yeah. in the, at the end of the mescal bottle too. Yeah. And, and mescal is hardcore stuff. You might not hear him at the end of the podcast. <laughs> The edit might not get done the next day. But. We haven't figured out quite what we're going to do for the Dirty Cultivator. Probably something a little less promotional because what? I'm the host. Well, and I have to well be, that means yours should be like above and beyond. Probably the worst of all. Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's, that's what the listeners want. So they want yes. to see the host I get think you should, dunk tanked or I what? think for every donation that Jesse and I get, you should have to dance and take a shot. No, you no, I can't drink that much, Carrie. I'd be yeah, sick. You can't drink. How about how about for uh, for every hundred dollar donation, you have to go and like pants and, and moon the uh, like federales or something while twerking. No, yeah. no, or the the narcos. Can I do something swimming with the dolphins or something like that instead? No, uh, no, we are not going to pay for you to swim with the dolphins. That sounds quite enjoyable, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we'll think of something. We have you know we have a couple weeks to figure. Well, I'm it scared out. to death of dolphins. So seriously. Well, would you want to swim with an animal that big? It's yes. wild. I actually swam with the dolphins. I and think that that would be amazing. I kind of have a hard time showing people those pictures now after I heard of all the <laughs> dolphins stories. Blackfish or whatever. I didn't get bitten. Uh, I, yeah, after I saw, um, what was it, Dolphin Cove. You made those Eesh. private only on your Facebook page now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else is happening? The farm is uh, not very motivating. We have really crappy weather out there. Still no frost, so we have a lot of things holding on, even though the weather's terrible. Daylight savings has also hit us with the cooler temps, so basically our work's kind of over. It's not daylight savings time that hit us with the cooler temps. What all happens at the same time, I don't know if it's a correlation or a revelation, but... Coagulation? Coagulation? I, I, I am not a fan of daylight savings. Well, I don't mind it. I love going home at 5 o'clock when it's dark. It gives me plenty of time, because if it's light, I'll keep working, so... It needs to be dark for me to stop working and get my winter rest that the Dirty Cultivator is going to need to be a strong grower for next season, Carrie. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, Also, we're actively planning a ton of business stuff for the farm for next season, Uh, you know, working on getting our financing together, trying to kind of finance our farm in a way. We've done everything kind of out of pocket at this point, and there's a couple of big projects I have in mind for next year that I kind of want to put on an extended term. And kind of let the farm pay for it over the next seven or so years. Sounds good. Like a driveway improvement that can allow people to turn in here a lot easier. And we can start, you know, uh, making better customers because customers love to turn in on great asphalt. So we're going to make sure that it can be difficult. Big driveway. And it's just going to improve safety and everything like that, too. We're also getting a new cooler uh, for the produce stand. It's not going to be new. It'll be new to us. But it will be used, and it will be a lot bigger and hopefully more reliable than the cooler we have in there now that's been giving us True some that. problems. And we've been losing a lot of product under that one, so yes, getting sir, rid we of have. that one. Got some new greenhouses going up? Uh, we do have uh, a couple greenhouses going up this winter, but that's kind of going to be in-house finance. That's not going to be like this major kind of like I'm going to go to the federal government and try to get my farm to reach the next level type of thing. Gotcha. It's just something right I got to do out of, out of pocket on my own. You know, with that Bon Appetit grant, it's basically going to pay for that to be done. Right. So, and we did get paid paid finally on the Bon Appetit grant that came, Congratulations. came in last week. So everything's nice. Uh, nice. everything's done there. And right uh, on. And I'm actively sourcing materials to get those two little greenhouses up right now. Wonderful. And another eight to go after that. So we'll get two up this year and hold out for a little bit more. Uh, we're looking out in the field to remove a lot more plastic off the greenhouses. And the next sunny day we could get, or at least a day that doesn't rain halfway through the day, so we can get the plastic off most of our three season greenhouses by the end of this month market report wow uh 
Well, I thought I was going to have some uh, yacon root to talk about today and maybe a taste sample for our show today, but that's not going to happen because I sent the crew out there. It was way too cold for the dirty cultivator to be working in the field today. So I sent the crew out to do the CSA harvest and uh, I wanted 60 them, degrees, by the way. Uh, I wanted them. It was windy. It was, it like, was, it was windy. Chill. 40 degree wind chill out there. And it was wet. It rained. So it rained. Yeah, that makes it. It's all muddy and stuff. Yeah. Sure, sure. You got to get special Not clothes so on. Good. I was in my office clothes doing special high finance stuff for farming and stuff like that. It's big That's why deal. you get paid the big bucks. That's why I am the dirty cultivator. Yep. Uh, but I was going to bring the yacon root in because I wanted to kind of bring the listeners into this new crop that we're right, growing. Right, because if the listeners remember, that's the picture you posted a while right. back of, hey, guess, guess what, what plant this I is. am. And this right. is the it, uh, right? Bolivian sun, sunflower. It's an awesome plant and with an awesome uh, root that's very, very good to eat. Uh, but they came back with another root that is also good, but it's not actually good to eat like yacon root is it's called burdock so they yes. came back with burdock they got sent out for yacon they came back with burdock they weren't quite sure which one was which and so they came back with burdock so we're gonna have fresh burdock this year uh this week at the farm and probably the rest of the month i'm right also on. gonna break into the horsetail patch to get that out for the uh for the thanksgiving crowd was that lost in translation or what, what happened there what was the miscommunication oh there? we were just lost in translation you know they said plant with big leaves and i was like yes that plant with the big leaves next to the sunflowers uh and they went, I also had a little small patch of burdock root there, too. So they went and got that out instead. So, so if you had said grande planto, leaves It's so. plant a oha. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> Jeez, Jesse. Yeah. I'm working on my Spanish American from Mexico. Accent, okay, so. yeah. I have zero Spanish Just put a zero at the end of every word. Hola. Uh, Hola. I'm just kidding. Hola. I'm just kidding. I know. What is Spanish. this, a BJ Shea show now or what? <laughs> that's Hola. I said that's all I've got to take to Mexico. Oh. That's the extent of my Spanish. Well, you'll be, you'll be lucky because there'll be a lot a of people that will want to practice their English with you. So well, you'll, be, you'll be a prime target for a lot of cab drivers. Would be definitely. I'll give the college <laughs> try. We'll definitely be giving you the beep every two seconds while you're walking down the street They're trying gonna cuss to walk at me? to town. No, they're going to be like beeping their horn at you to make sure oh. you don't need a ride somewhere. Oh, I thought you meant they were going to cuss at me. Like, no. Lo siento is probably my most used phrase down there. What uh, does that mean? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is uh, no hablo inglés. It's because they think that I'm just white, that I can't speak Spanish. So, so I'll tell, tell them, them that so you can't So they'll talk to me English? in English and I'll talk back to them and be like, I don't speak English. That way, if they talk about you in front of you to somebody else in Spanish, you know what they're talking about. Well, it kind of forces them to talk to me in Spanish, which they don't want to do because they want to practice their English. So I'm kind of in a catch-22 there, you know, because yeah. I have a terrible English accent. So they obviously know I don't speak Spanish as my first language when I respond <laughs> back in Spanish that I don't speak English. So it's just kind of a game I play with the cab drivers and the because I think it's kind of annoying that they just want to talk to me in English personally. Like I've taken the effort to learn their language and their culture. So I want to be They're just trying respected to at the out, same man. level. Like I'm a Mexican for Pete's sake, but I'm not. I'm still this tall, no, I'm sure stupid gringo like that's down there. English or Swedish or something. They're just used to silly travelers, you know. Silly travelers don't know what they're doing or what part of town they're in. And they're yeah. usually inebriated. And... Should I talk with a Canadian accent? Would that throw them off? They... <laughs> You'll be more respected. You'll be more respected if you're Canadian, for sure, or French, for sure. Uh, what's what else is happening? Market report, Yacon uh, root. Uh, waiting till next week. Uh, but onion bonanza is still on strong. We're almost running out of sweet onions, and we're going to be right into like all our storage onions until basically May when we start selling fresh green onions again. Yep. 
Uh, we're also uh, found some dirty, more, more dirty potatoes out in the field, and I did find another line of Yukon. So we're fully stocked on Yukon potatoes That's again. That's going to be great. That's people one of are going to be happy. Popular varieties. Yep, yep. And those are priced at the low price point, just like the russets. So that's pretty cool. We're also finishing up the U-Pick area uh, for the Chantenay Red Core carrots, which are our big, fat, ugly carrots. And those carrots are are real special carrots because they're real short, but they have like twice the flavor of yeah, regular carrots. Like the actual carrot carrot flavorness. Is so delicious on those carrots. They don't have the super sugar content that our that our bunch carrots and our right. summer so carrots have. They're not have. super sweet. They're not super sweet, but they make up for it in flavor. And for like looks, they look the worst out of all of them. They look yeah. really ugly. But Can't with a name a like that, they must have a nice red uh, core. They, they just taste so good. They don't actually have a red core. They have a firm <laughs> orange core. Uh, and we also got a bunch more uh, purple carrots out of that block in the U-Pick, too. And I'm surprised the carrots are still out there in U-Pick. I thought people would go nuts over the U-Pick carrots. Yeah. Um, but it's well, kind of in a section a of the U-Pick that people though. don't go over there. And a lot of them came out of there. So I guess our yield was really high. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I did get to flame burn that bed twice before they germinated. And that hardly ever happens for me with carrots. So that's a weeding technique we use for the carrots. It's pretty fun. Nice. And that was a chance. Get to go out there with a torch and just I just burn torched, stuff. torched all the weeds off and then <laughs> did it again. And then the carrots germinated after that. So there was no weeds when they germinated. And that's completely amazing. Great. Also, parsnips are coming out strong. Our parsnips in the U-Pick kind of got some rust issues on the roots, probably from being in too rich of compost or something like that. Yeah. Or from the little bugs and stuff that can live in the really super rich compost area that was actually in an area where i'd had my winter compost last year so i can mm. expect that soil i think to they be still not so good great. for the root crops but better for the top crops uh what else is happening wow yeah, yeah. Yeah. man five and three already we're just going right up we're you know another eight wins in a row we're going to be like 13 and three and just going to the super bowl again. making a charge making a charge for the playoffs you know we're not making it look pretty out there every week but you know a win's a win and it wasn't pretty every week last year either that's what we have to remember like we barely beat tampa bay last year sure so you know we barely beat the raiders but we basically had the game in hand most of the time and we weren't playing catch up the whole game or anything no uh, but they actually finally gave marshall on the ball well i, I mean they I did but he that... still only had 68 yards rushing so, right, but how many carries did he have? 20. Yeah, he had a 3.7-yard average or something. It wasn't really high, but um, they also kind of went away from it again, though. They, they fed him, fed him, they fed did. him. It was working really and well. And the then, well, you don't want yeah. to like, do it too much. You, know? you want to keep that on your plate. Like If nothing else works, then give it back to Marshawn if you need to at the end. I guess. But, I, I mean, they had the game in hand pretty much the whole game. We, we were lucky enough uh, well, to watch. Well, and that one touchdown that the Raiders got was ridiculous. That was a joke. Like, that was a God-given point for them. <laughs> I don't know if I remember that one. I had a pretty you, good time at the last game. That? What, the block punt? Yes, oh, and the yeah, bouncing. And the, I was like, come that was terrible. On. I did have a pretty good time at the game, though. We went and watched the game at the, at the strip malls down there in Smoky Point. And I don't normally go, go to, to Buffalo places Wild like that, but Wings, we went to Mark, Buffalo Wild Wings. Did you go to Buffalo we Wild Wings? I did, and yeah. that, it was yeah. a good My time there. My niece is the manager at Buffalo fun. Wild Wings. Your niece is? Oh, really? My niece is, yes. Well, oh, well <laughs> we probably saw her. We should have saw her and got a discount. Yeah, it's kind did of fun you, Did you do the, the challenge? We got no. raffle tickets for we every beer we drank, yeah. and then they raffled off stuff. We got a raffle ticket for the Urban Mountain Bike they're giving away on Thanksgiving. We also had chicken wings. And normally I don't like to eat food at those Not corporate the style restaurants, so. but uh, the chicken wings, I, I I almost hate to admit it, might be the best chicken wings I've ever had. Did you get which uh, sauce did well, you get? 
I got the honey barbecue. Yeah. Um, I think I, next time I'm going to go for something a little bit spicier because that, you know, that was mid-level and I didn't think it was spicy at Mike all. Mike did the challenge. Did he? Was it super yeah. hot? Yes, it was. Yeah. And you can't wipe your face and you have to eat so many wings uh, and so mad. I don't know if I'll do that. but the, He got a t-shirt. Uh, so he has his picture on the wall then, he right? He does. Oh, and a t-shirt. Uh, it was good times though. They, <laughs> I, I ordered the chicken wings and then I remembered my last experience at a Seahawk game. I ate uh, Chef Aiden's. Uh, oh, chicken wings yeah. and she breads hers and i had a allergic reaction to those from the right. breading i think that's yeah, right your knees you swelled up yeah stuff. and uh, so i went there and i i wanted to try the chicken wings because i like chicken wings and i ordered them and then after i ordered them i was like oh my gosh what if they come out here and they're like covered in batter and they're like these battered chicken wings from the corporate restaurant with gmo wheat and stuff and they you came out ge wheat ge wheat yeah we'll talk about that later too <laughs> Uh, but they came out, and I, I was, like, so surprised because they were actually not breaded. They were actually just done right. Yep. They, like, fry them, yep, and then good. they put the sauces on. I mean, they did it right, and they were really big chicken wings, too, and I don't even want to know how that happens, but we'll just say that they're extra old chickens, and they got bigger wings. Yep, just lived long, fruitful you lives. Know. Retired. So good good times there, and uh, always nice to see a good Seahawk victory in front of a lot of other Seahawk fans like that. Yeah, it's kind of cool, you know, switching yeah. it up once Chanting long. it up. Yeah. It feels like you're at the game, a little bit yeah. different than the house. You Being know? surrounded didn't by a bunch of fans. Didn't leave your wife's house mess. Didn't, no, no, didn't no. leave friends. Nobody had to pick up after Nobody us. Nobody had to pick up after our crew. And, and Sherman stuff. got some action. And Sherman got his interception. Oh, that was so awesome. Bruce Your boy, Bruce, Bruce Irvin. Bruce Irvin's my boy. So it was very uh, exciting. So I love the defensive plays. There. I love it. I love it. I love it. Wow, what else is happening? Tilth, Tilth 40 is happening this weekend. So if you don't have your tickets already, that's happening down in Vancouver. And we've been promoting that sh- that conference a lot this year. So definitely get down there and check out that Tilth 40 weekend. I'm not going because I have to stay here at the farm to work the, the register because you do. the owners are at the front this weekend again. That's how and it goes. Except for during the Seahawks game, I brought somebody in to watch me to cover us while I go to the Seahawks game again. There you go. Nice. Yeah, good another good victory. Are you going to the game? No, but Dante's going to the game. He has a box seat, actually, with Aww, his grandma. Good for him. So, food included. Wow, that'll be, be pretty nice. There, there was an election yesterday, too. I mean, we should talk a little bit about that. The Republicans have totally tore things up again and uh, got it. The voters it, tore it up. The Republicans let's, did not just, tear it up. The well, voters tore it up. The voters, we really didn't have that big a turnout, so the voters really didn't go out and vote. Well, the people that did vote, you know, the 20% of us that did we're vote Republican. were Republican, and we got, I don't, I'm not a Republican, but. Uh, we, the, you just said we, I heard you. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> We've elected whoever said. got elected based off the small amount of people who actually voted, so that's what's happening right now there, uh, but there was some, like, initiative-type Elections, we call those initiatives in our state. I don't know yes. what you call them in other states. But, Some people call them propositions. Propositions. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them are called, uh, so there was a lot about marijuana on this there was. one, believe it or not. Mm. Uh, that's sort of sweeping the nation, you know, because there's a lot of criminal money that, uh, you know, doesn't the government doesn't get a hold of because it's in the marijuana industry. And they also can imprison a lot of people for using and growing marijuana yeah. to fill up private prisons. Yeah, so keep those private all, prisons full. You know, you got to keep those private prisons full of marijuana smokers because that's one of the most dangerous drugs according to our federal government Reefer that our country madness. has yeah. it's pretty scary stuff you know <laughs> it's a, a stepping stone drug or gateway. something like a gateway gateway, gateway. It's a gateway drug right. yeah, and yeah. people are still real serious that like if that could be a gateway to lead on to harder drugs yeah if you try marijuana you'll do heroin you'll do heroin well 
just being able to say yes to one drug, you might as well say yes to them all, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyways, Alaska now has recreational marijuana just like Washington. So we don't have to worry and about so does crazy Washington, talk like D. that. Washington, D.C. does not have recreational marijuana. But they Oregon have does. made possession of marijuana legal. Legal. But not the sale of but it. But not, not the, the sale, sale of it, it which yes. is kind of weird. So you'll just get it from you'll friends have to buy and you'll it in just Virginia. donate money to so each other and you from, won't sell you it. You buy it from criminals off the street. and then... No, you <laughs> donate your money to the criminal who imports the stuff from Mexico or from your oh, local boy. Californian connection. Hey, we're making strides, though. We're making okay. strides. Okay. Guys. It's, uh, uh, what else is happening? Uh, oh, my there... friend Judy Tui, the one that I announced on the... Right. Did she win? She won. Yay, hey, did anybody Judy! hear if uh, Carolyn Eslick won or... I don't uh, County Executive. So. County Executive. I don't think so. I, I think John that. somebody. John won. Lovick, the sheriff. Yep. Great. That's yep. all we need is I'm... another guy to throw people more in jail. Sorry, that's what I heard. <laughs> um, unless they're violent Just criminals. Throw those news. guys in jail, but not the nonviolent ones. Those don't need to go to jail. It's a mental problem or a health problem. Anyways, there's also some GMO-like type situations since this is the organic farming show. Yes, Genetically modified organisms or genetically engineered, as I like to say, GE crops, as they should technically be called, if they're genetically modified in a way that most people don't want crops to be modified, they should be called GE crops, genetically engineered. These these are having a tough time on the ballot again. Yes. And, in and or, consistently even, have. Even in liberal Oregon, they have not passed this law either. Right. Colorado had a law too, and it was... Flatly denied there. Big time. Big time. So I'm not quite sure people really don't care about genetically engineered crops or they don't care about the labeling part of it because we already have the organic label that kind of guarantees that that food is not well, genetically and, engineered you know, anyway. There's a, there's a lot of money going out. Or if it's to, the money to defeat to these defeat initiatives. these initiatives, You're right? But in actuality, it's not that much money. Like people will say, "Oh, it's seven. Uh, Monsanto gave Washington. You know, we had this thing happen last year, whatever. And Monsanto gave seven million dollars to the anti, you know, GMO labeling campaign. And then the United Grocers came in and threw in another two million. Well, that's still only like eight million dollars. Do people realize how it's much? Nine, it, but yeah. yeah do people realize how much money that actually is? Like, it's not that much money for these people to give that much to no, defeat a but purpose. They, they spent a humongous amount of money in Colorado. They spent a big, big chunk of change. But isn't it kind of like, isn't it kind of mixed though too? Where I've, I've heard a lot of farmers talking about how they're not necessarily in favor of these labels because of the the process that they would then have to go through in order to to have right. Better- it, a lot of these initiatives well, the are written by. Don't have to go through any process, from my understanding. Oh yeah, it's, it's the manufacturers the, and the producers that right, actually. But the the farmer like is going to have to keep all the cost. storage crops are going to have to be kept separate now and stuff like that in separate facilities. Anyways, these laws are written really poorly for anybody Absolutely. that actually understands like plant science or farming or food distribution or the way that things are. And for the most part, I found that most people don't even really understand what a GMO is anyway. They. They, they just use, think it's bad. They just think it's bad because they think it's genetically engineered. Well, as an organic farmer, I'm not even against GMOs. I'm against corporations owning our food supply. That's yeah, the you, problem. You or being a- able to patent seeds. This is a problem with our country. Sure. And and another thing, you know, another organic farmer posted something on their Facebook today, a friend of mine, and I was kind of impressed by that. It was like the FDA controls GMO crops. 
and they have determined that there's no significant difference between a GMO crop or genetically engineered in this. We're going to say genetically engineered and regular food. Correct. But our patent office by our same government agency has determined that there's a big enough difference between a genetically engineered crop and a normal crop that they could deserve a patent for this. So how is our same government... Which means it's special and different. It's special, unique, and different than the standard, so that's why you get a patent on it. Right. Right? But our FDA, who actually controls food safety now, and the FISMA and everything got all rolled into Food Safety Modernization Act, has all gotten rolled into uh, the FDA now, has determined that there's no significant difference between a a genetically engineered crop and a regular crop. So Well, that's what happens when our government performs like a marionette, right? Well, I, that's and the, the same right kind of thing I see like what the left hand right doing. here locally in Washington State Department of Agriculture. <laughs> We're paying as organic farmers for our state to overview our farms as organic farms as the state agency, but our same state agency spends 90% of their effort promoting conventional agriculture and conventional production and genetically engineered crops and everything that that has to do. Because there's more money there. Yeah, it doesn't matter if there's money. Why oh, do we have? How can the, the same government agency be to, be in charge of two completely different goals? That's what I don't understand. So it's it's a heated topic. And anyways, there's a huge difference between genetically engineered crops and genetically modified crops. All crops have been genetically modified that we use in agriculture today, and that we've used in agriculture for at least two hundred years. A crop that I think is not genetically modified, the only one I can think about that we use at Garden Treasures is maybe chickweed and chanterelle mushrooms. Those are two wild crops that haven't and been interfered maybe. with. And purslane, but even the purslane we grow is a genetically altered version of the purslane that grows wild because our variety has bigger leaves and they're more taste better. They, they don't flower out so fast. So genetically modifying a crop through breeding or through hybridization and through the standard selections that we do with plant breeding is a way that we're genot- genetically modifying that organism. It's kind of like playing God and it's natural selection. You're just, right. You're just We're like making it allowing better. it to select here and there. Yeah, where, if you did that with humans, it would be called eugenics. Right. Or or it would be called slavery. Right. No, it would be called eugenics. That. It would be called eugenics, like what Hitler tried to do during right. the Holocaust. Okay. So there's actually eugenics. Okay. Eugenics. So we're going to go word. back to that. And then so g- genetically engineered crops is these kind of Monsanto corn that everybody hears about or the soy crops that, have that everybody had hears about. bacteria and other microorganisms. They actually go into the genes of the organism itself and implant or transplant genes of other non-species-related plants inside yeah. of that gene. Correct. So it's a complete transfer of genetic material between two asexual plants that can't normally breed together. Where sure. normal genetically modified organisms or GMOs are where we actually give these two plants a chance to procreate together, like dog breeding kind of. Or or like donkeys, right? Isn't it donkeys that are a jackass and a horse or something like uh, that? A, a, don- a, a mule is a cross between go. a donkey and a horse. Right, but a liger so. is wh- fictional. No, there, is, there really is <laughs> ligers. What is that? But they're sterile. Once you breed a lion with a tiger, they can't reproduce. And maybe that's why Monsanto and Dow and all of those companies have the patent on their seeds because, you know. No, their seeds can reproduce themselves. Their seeds are the same seeds that come out of any crop. It's just they contain the genetic material that Monsanto has put inside of that gene. 
And I'm not for Monsanto controlling the, the super corn that we've developed as a country No, because to there's, grow, no life. So. there's no life in those crops. It's terrible. Well, you shouldn't give that much power to one corporation that can control that much of our food supply. No. See, and so. I was having a conversation with somebody today about that, you know, and everybody uh, really felt the effects in 2008 when our financial system was not regulated and the watchdogs were not doing what they were supposed to be doing and millions of people lost their 401k plans. What are we going to do when that happens to our food system? And when are we going to wake up and pay attention that the same thing is in the process. I think it's going to happen first with our medical industry first, because things are way more out of control as out, double out of control as the mortgage crisis ever was. We're finding in our medical insurance and medical oh, hospital yeah. right now, like that thing is going to blow apart and we're going to have like, everybody's building brand new hospitals everywhere. Like they're just like an open checkbook to pay for all this stuff. Like the fanciest well, machines and everybody's paying these ridiculous rates to use the machines and stuff. We're going to have a major implosion in the medical industry. It can't keep growing well, you can't at 20% just keep spending money, spending money, spending money. Somebody spending has money. to keep buying the stuff and, and somebody has to afford it. And if they're creating all this health care for all of us to use, all of us don't have enough money to afford that. Nope. So who's going to pay for it? I don't know. It's but our, gonna, food system, our food system is a little more frightening to me because everyone has to eat. We do. Everyone has to eat. We do. That's not a choice. And the 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 problem with it is that most of our genetic research and our plant breeding has happened at the expense of taxpayers like taxpayer funded university university systems to develop plant breeding and now this has been hijacked by corporations and those corporations are breeding those plants to feed animals that take up more space that leave a bigger carbon footprint to de- develop fuels that aren't necessarily efficient I don't, I don't so it's think not that the, I so don't what think they're that, doing isn't those, even for our food system well those companies legitimately aren't, monsanto's not creating these crops to create more meat yes they are no, they want to feed the cows yeah that's the, that's their market the, that's their main market the you american just said market three is episodes a, ago that we don't eat gmo corn we don't we don't get the genetically engineered corn that that goes to the cows and the feedlots and the pigs and, and the corn ethanol syrup, yes Wow, Carrie K listens to the shows. Yeah, she does listen to probably twice every episode. So, so, but, but so, I'm saying, I'm saying, like Monsanto's not dictating how the marketplace is reacting to the products that pro- the, the, the consumers want to buy. You know, meat in our country is overconsumed by consumers, and therefore farmers have backed up to produce the meat for the consumers. Right? Our com- our country eats twice as much meat as most other countries. You guys are making me hungry with this whole conversation. I know. Everybody wants to eat a burger now, right? So <laughs> No, I don't want a burger. So we're talking to, like, it's not Monsanto saying we're going to create this awesome corn to feed animals. It's like we need a huge amount of corn to feed the huge amount of animals that regular citizens in our own country are consuming every single day because we eat meat like vegetables. We eat more meat in our country than vegetables in our country. So so why aren't vegetables being promoted? Why is the meat being promoted? Because who's our, in whose pocket? Because big somebody's beef is in somebody's big pocket. Big beef is big is bigger yeah, than look Monsanto. Look what they did to so. Oprah Winfrey. They sued her ass off. Texas beef, Montana beef, Midwest beef is bigger than Monsanto. It's That's a bigger do. lobby than Monsanto. They sued Oprah. Yeah, you can't talk bad about beef. Beef is a fantastic product and should be consumed by all people in our country. Every Every single day. Well, we can't eat only one thing. 
We can't monochrome I bought it. ourselves. I bought Did it anybody dirty, buy that? Dirty Detective. Dirty Detective. <laughs> 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 I'll edit that out. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we need to change the focus of what of we want of, sure. the, of our conversation to eat healthy in our country and to eat local in our country, and the farmers will follow suit and, and switch the crops. And we don't necessarily not want GMOs. We don't want As GEs. consumers, we can elect officials to our government that don't allow companies like Monsanto to patent living organisms. Whether or not Monsanto is there supplying seed for farmers to have is one thing. Whether or not they're the only people in our country that can do that is a whole other thing. They're not the only – because there's other you know, corporations. I have no problems that. with – and Monsanto has not had this reputation that they have now in past generations when they worked with farmers. And I think that's important for people to talk about. Like, well, that's because Monsanto the has been a companies very, has been a very good partner mm, with Monsanto, I've got a really Monsanto good and farmers. And Monsanto and chemical companies are kind of the same kind of company. But so they weren't in the beginning. They weren't at the beginning, so – and now the way Monsanto is used with the IMF in foreign countries, this stuff kind of gets really kind of shady. And this is the kind of stuff that just gives America the bad name because that's not what we developed. That's but, not what Monsanto was supposed to be. No, but now it's turned into this. But that's like, a lot of the stuff that, oligarchy the, that, type the, situation. that the national news media is not reporting on. Those are the stories that are not getting told and the information well, that's not being given. How could that given. be a story when you have because you eat it like, every day. boob twerkers on the internet doing boob twerking i mean they, they are doing if you work. want to talk about something let's talk about the boob twerker that if sounds it, fascinating has anybody seen this girl just type in google like girl who likes to boob twerk for cancer twerk and no, then but and then claims... type in for cancer on top of that boob twerking girl does it again for breast cancer awareness yes that's what it said and that's a pretty awesome link so if you check out that link go check it out it's and not they, awesome and they have the girl there, and she is doing the twerking with this awesome-looking dude, too. The dude is totally it's handsome. banjo music. He's a number 10. And they twerk back and forth to banjo music and then to, like, Yankee Doodle. I don't know. It's weird. Right? I have a question for you. Why are farmers making less than doctors or engineers? <laughs> is this a joke? Well, <laughs> why are they? Yeah. Like, we want to talk about what's wrong with this country. How, how we get into a situation where the farmer is making less income than almost every other industry or trade that exists. For real trades of farmers making less. Monsanto. I don't think it's Monsanto. I think Monsanto has a huge The farmer huge doesn't portion. determine how much because most of the farmers Monsanto's working for are those big time guys and those guys are It is not. I lived those, in North Dakota for eight years. It is not Mons it is not. And do you know how many of those local little guy farmers have lost their entire farms in lawsuits trying to fight Monsanto claiming, oh, you kept your seeds, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's... The right, and they have to put these stupid up little signs in the corner of Nobody, each one of their fields. The problem with and farmers... And piles in... of soybeans so big yeah, that but that's don't not fit the problem in the grain elevators that my nephew snowboarded down the piles that's of not soybeans. The, that's not the problem with Monsanto, though. That's a problem of a... It is. They're like the mafia. No, it's not. Nobody told that farmer that the only thing he should plant on his land is soybeans and corn. They're like the mafia, Mark. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're not Go spend like some them. time in North Dakota. They're, they're... Why do those people only want to grow those two crops? Because that's all they'll buy. What do you mean because that's, that's all, they'll, all buy? they'll buy? Because that's all that the market will bear, right? That's what runs a capitalist market is what the market will bear. And the only thing that the market will bear is 
corn and soybeans, and maybe wheat secondary, but corn and soybeans. Corn and soybeans. I think that's what they like to do because that's how they've set they up their farms like to, to do, do that. It. The farmers out there just want to make a buck. Just right. So like why you. don't they grow something else that's more profitable? Because than corn? no one will buy it. Should teachers make more than farmers? I work? don't think that that's accurate. That's that's a defeating type like mentality. And go, that's, go of spend, course, you're going to be defeated. How much time have you spent in the Midwest? How many time have you spent? In, how much time have you spent in the Midwest with what you call big ag farmers? I listened to the postmodern farmer show. <laughs> Wasn't the question. <laughs> um, anyways, there are the, little guys struggling, struggling right, to hang on to those farms. You, like, it, it's not like what you think it is. It's not because of the. It's not because of Monsanto. Is because those farmers it is, are struggling. They buy up all the little I would be struggling offices. too. I would be struggling too There's if I if I just there grew that this. Sells any other kind of seed like you. You, you can buy any. And... I don't buy any of my seed from people around me. All my seed comes from across but the country. But you're not from North Dakota. UPS. You're not from. You're not from a town of three hundred people, Mark. You're you're not from a rural area where the only commerce is agriculture. There's nothing well, else. That's I, all there is. I'm That's what saying... I said. It's like the mafia. It's like the mafia. Go to North Dakota. Go to Iowa. I think go to we're Kansas. Talking about two separate things here because. Um, any farmer that's growing commodity crop at a family scale type situation is going to be out of business. And it has nothing to do with Monsanto. It's because the marketplace has changed. Why has the marketplace changed? Because people wanted cheap food. And cheap food is? Corn-based sugar. And who owns that seeds? Who owns those seeds? Monsanto. <laughs> there we go. Thank you for proving my point. But he's moving on. You didn't answer he's my not question. telling those farmers to grow corn. He's not telling those farmers to grow corn. That's the only seed that's being sold to them. That's a ridiculous argument. It is not. It's the how truth. How is that not ridiculous? You can pick up any seed catalog and order you any don't seed that you want. The organic farmers and the conventional farmers in North Dakota are like the Hatfields and McCoys. And you go to any of the agronomies, any of the co-ops, any of the people selling the seeds, you see piles and piles and piles of bright blue and bright purple seeds. That's the only thing they're being so, offered. So they don't go on the internet and they don't expose themselves to new situations. North Dakota doesn't have the internet. Are you kidding me? They're trying to illegalize abortion and birth control. So they don't have... <laughs> <laughs> don't like, have uh, the internet. I mean, <laughs> come, on. come on. No, it's not, they're not. This, no, they're not. The they're not like I was going to say, if we have any listeners in North Dakota, I'm sure we do. Because write us like, on Facebook if you have internet, but I guess you couldn't write us on like, Facebook if you don't. The have only internet. possible situation I can think why somebody in North Dakota can only grow corn and soybeans is because they can't literally their soils don't and the climate doesn't literally allow them to grow any other crop. So the only seed that they're being offered, no. Okay, now hold on, hold on. You guys are going Nobody in circles. Nobody offers me seed. I choose the seed that I plant at my farm, and any farmer can do that. Go to North Dakota. We're taking a trip. After we podcast from Zwat Nehu, guess what? We're going to podcast Z-Watt from Streeter, North Dakota. You're going to go behind the Iron Curtain so and see we what gotta, I'm talking we about. we got to really work on this. So, uh, yeah, uh, agree like, to disagree. We're going to um, agree to disagree on this. We'll let the listeners determine. their own determination of their... Uh, Tell Future. us your thoughts on that argument. And any on Facebook. good farmer should be best at marketing first. And any good, and we know that if you market something well, it will sell no matter what it is. Income equality based on industry. That was the episode <laughs> eighteen. I think we're going to do for uh, oh, is that, income okay. 
Okay. Inequality based on industry. Oh, okay. How yeah. about we should do income equality based on uterus? <laughs> based on gender. Or uterus, however you'd like. You're not a risk. Well, I don't want to bring this all down to one single organ. Why not? Because there's so much more that goes into it besides just that organ. It's the lifestyle decisions that that organ makes for women. So out of that whole argument that's, that was uh, started from my question about why are farmers making less than doctors or engineers, we just determined that it's because of Monsanto. <laughs> it's because Monsanto. <laughs> yeah, that was my Told okay. us what to grow. Okay. All right. Got it. All right. That's why, that's why we're not making enough. I think people yeah, okay. just... What well, I meant... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, no, hang on. Listen, <laughs> no, 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 Let me clarify It's time that. for commercial break, folks. We have a... Uh, oh, wow, give me wow. two seconds this clarification. Show... Two, I, I will do my best. Okay. There are more... There are more companies in the engineering sector, and there are more companies in the healthcare sector and in the medical sector than there are the big ag sector. That's why I blamed Monsanto. That was the point I was trying to make. Well said. Well said. Okay. Well said, Kerry. All right. So just need you guys to just catch your breath here. And, I know. That, uh, was, that was a heated little was, current event section we very... just had there, and we didn't even get to a couple main topics we're going to have to save to the next episode. Yeah, very so. very, passionate, very passionate, very so passionate performance, stay, guys. Stay well tuned done. for that. We're going to well be done. hitting up some major, major controversy in the next episode. Ooh. Uh, oh, gender like inequality in the workplace. Wow. Or maybe uh, just overall. We'll see. Overall. We'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. We're going to be... Uh, It'll be controversial. All right. Well, what's our uncontroversial commercial this week or sponsor? Uh, This podcast is sponsored by Garden Treasures in Arlington, Washington. This farm and garden grows locally grown organic food for families in the Puget Sound since way back in 2006. Come and check out our unique farm stand and historic barn. We have retooled our farm and made it into a fabulous three-acre U-Pick garden and an all-naturally grown food store. Living by the motto, quality, value, and selection, Garden Treasures is your direct source to the diverse fields of your local organic farmer. The season is winding down now, and the rain is starting to begin, and specials at the farm stand are best of the season. Help us close down for winter and keep your pantry filled with the best local food and flavors around. Onion Bonanza is still going strong. We have seven-pound bags of yellow, sweet onions, sweet mixed onions, and other kinds of onions for only $5. Stock up on winter squash, too. We have mixed 20-pound cases for $18 until we're sold out. The dirty potato sale is also on strong. We have fully stocked our selection from another fresh harvest. So come and get them. Cases start at $17 for $17 a piece or two for 30 on the Norcatal russets and the Yukons. Oh, yes, Carrie. When you think of local food, fall harvest, gardening, or unique farm experience, Think Garden Treasures, Nursery, and Organic Farm in Arlington. You will not be disappointed. Watch us farm and keep up to date with current events from the farm at, on Facebook or at GardenTreasuresFarm.com. Or find us in person just 45 minutes north of Seattle in the fertile valley of the Stillaguamish River. Exit 208, off I-5, half mile east, between the freeway and historic downtown Arlington. And for all the listeners out there wondering when we're going to close for the season, this year that will be November 30th. Yep. Coming quick. Onion Bonanza. Onion Bonanza. All right. Well done, guys. Well done. Onions um, have been flying off the shelf, too, with that $5 price point. So it's a, it's a good value. Seven pounds for five bucks. That's, and they're great wow. onions. It's definitely cheaper than the grocery stores and right now. And they're great onions. You can't say organic's more expensive. Anyways, we've got a garden question of the week, kind of. Uh, kind of. 
you know, it, it wasn't a direct question to the farmer, but I think a lot of people want to know, like, what to do. With Randy their... didn't stop by this week? No, he didn't or stop by. Or Sally. <laughs> so, you know, but people are generally wondering what to do for, like, winter preparation and uh, winter maintenance of their yeah. buildings or tools and things like that they use on the farm. So I thought I'd just talk a little bit about what we do at the farm, uh, you know, this time of year to prepare for winter and make sure that our tools are going to be in good working order for next season. Now, I'm not the most mechanically inclined farmer, so most of my tools are fairly basic and uh, very specialized for the organic farm and diverse crops and stuff like that we do like that. And so I'm not going to go into like engine maintenance and like small engine stuff and all this kind of stuff that's very important too. I kind of let some other people handle that for me. But uh, at our farm, we we use a lot of hand tools. So uh, a lot of wooden handled tools. So I, I think it's a good time to kind of re-oil those tools up. I like to use a vegetable oil because that's nice and organic and it'd be good to put in your hands. But a lot of the different kinds of oils you use to stain wood and things like that and wood preservatives can be good to get in your tools. It starts, it, you know, it really preserves the handles and allows them to be in good working order. Uh, it gives them a little longer for the life next span season. Too. Yeah, because the handles actually rot off, especially here in, in our climate because it's so wet here yep. and humid that the the wood can actually just kind of dry rot just by sitting in the barn. So, and especially because a lot of our crew, like uh, the shovels and the wheeled hose and all these things, they get left out in the sun all summer and they dry out and that can be equally detrimental to our wooden handled tools too. So we like to put the oil on there. It keeps them from drying out because they'll be left out in the fields all summer long. And about now we get them all gathered up and bring them to the garage and then like count all the ones that we lost all the year. Sure. So good thing to do there. Uh, we also, uh, take a double look at all of our loppers now that we get into the lopping season where we do a lot of pruning mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, you know, we want to check f- for sharpness on those, sharpen those if needed, uh, oil up the springs, oil up the joints on those, make sure they're in good working order. Uh, we, we want to also put some mineral oil on the steel of our shovels and on the pruner blades and that stops them from rusting while they're in the barn kind of through the winter and right. stuff like that. Cause it gets pretty humid. Cause it gets really humid and stuff will just rust even if it's dry. So uh, you know, exposed steel is never a good thing around the farm. And so we'll also go towards our uh, our carts and stuff that are made from, you know, fabricated at the farm for us. And we'll re-spray paint those if we see some exposed steel. And we'll kind of like nip the rust in the butt, per se, you know, yep. and by getting some new spray paint on there. Uh, we also like to do, uh, you know, like a good greasing of all the tractor and all the uh, implements we use on the tractor. We kind of like to grease all that stuff up. I also like to move a lot of my more important equipment into in undercover for the winter too. So like a lot of my spreaders sure. and uh, equipment that, you know, has a lot of moving parts on it. I'll park it inside the barn or inside covered storage. So the rain doesn't kind of seize everything up, corrode everything. Corrode everything. Right. And a lot of things have movable drive chains and things like that. So you'll keep those well oiled and stuff going into winter. I don't like to leave any fertilizer in my fertilizer spreaders or things like that because that can help corrode the material and everything too. So all things to, you know, keep a good lookout for. Um, I also think it's important, you know, it's not quite so like equipment maintenance, but like general farm maintenance is you want to protect your seeds this time of the year. If you're saving any of your own seeds or if you have a lot of seeds left over this year and you want to use them next year, like your mustards and arugulas and things that are good for that and the mice will get into those seed sure, stashes that you have yeah. in your seed room and stuff so you want to protect those in rodent proof containers at least through the bulk part of the winter when you start needing to get your seeds because they'll out. be hungry and come into you know look. they'll come out and they'll find that and then you got you know mouse seed you know mouse you know like taking all your seeds give you a funny example of what happened when i didn't do this a couple of years back was i had a mouse come into my seed collection and he transported all these cover crop seeds of 
um, I think it was Vetch, which is kind of like a round seed, about a little bit bigger than a than a BB, two or three okay. times bigger than a BB. And uh, he transported all those seeds from my office over into my garage where he had built a home inside of the engine compartment of my boat motor. And I had an outboard boat motor there. And Jesse had an experience from this mouse too later on that next year. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, the mouse was transporting all these seeds and he made a little nest of stuff inside the carburetor, inside the housing of my boat motor. And the seeds actually got stuck in, like, throughout the carburation system of the boat. And it turned out to be a very expensive uh, and almost <laughs> costly day out on the ocean. When well, uh, life-threatening, really. I mean, <laughs> with, the, with the kids out there. We had my nephew and oh, his, no. his son, Dante, out, out, on the, and, out uh, on the water. And we didn't discover the nest until we had the boat on the water out in the open No, ocean. I discovered <laughs> the nest when I inspected it. But I didn't realize the mouse had gotten all the way inside the carburetor like that to stash oh his gosh. seeds, too. So I threw out the nest, and I didn't really make a double check or even do a test run that day to Did make sure it was working. Did you have to paddle the boat? We had to paddle, but there was heavy currents, and you know, well, was, uh, we didn't have real paddles. Kayak anyway. point, and, yeah. and we ended up having to. Luckily, a, a boat was passing by, and they towed us to safety. So we waved them down. Yeah. We had a real yeah. boat come tow oh us in. Oh my gosh! So, yeah. so definitely uh, take care of your seeds. You don't want the rodents to come in there. Uh, I also have a lot of problems with rodents on the winter vegetables that I try to store through the winter. So. I'll like winter squash. So I like mm-hmm. to consolidate all my winter squash to like a small area, uh, an area that I can kind of cons- uh, uh, quarantine from the right. rest of the space around it. And then outside that space, I'll place a lot of traps. So if the mouses and stuff or rats want to get to my winter squash, they have to pass through all my traps first. Uh, so that has a big effect on the amount of animals that can reach the winter squash. At some point, though, there's just there's just too much hunger for that winter squash. Yeah, no kidding. Um, the winters, uh, another thing we do is for onions, I don't see a lot of problems with. So that's something that I can kind of leave out in the open because there isn't a lot of mouse activity on Rodents the onions. don't like onions. I guess they don't like them. They have their natural defenses. Picky little bastards. Yeah. No seeds. There's no seeds. in Yeah, an but onion. seeds is an actual attribute to plants because the mouse eats the seeds and then distributes the seeds into larger areas. Yeah. It's, part, it's part of the genetic situation. But maybe that's why they don't is, like so. onions is because, you know, you harvest them before they seed. Right, or an onion's a crop that was completely developed by humans through genetically modification. Oh, goodness. Let's okay, okay, make okay. sure we put our stuff in rodent-proof containers. Yeah, okay, and so paint your metal. Paint your metal to extend the life. Paint your metal, yeah. Paint all the metal around your farm. Uh, also, around the farm, make sure all your doors are repaired. Those are going to be like a big issue come windstorm time, and you want to button down the hatch on a lot of your greenhouses. So either remove the plastic or make sure they can handle whatever kind of winds you can get in your area. Button down the hatch and button down go hatch. to Mexico. Nothing worse than a no windstorm kidding. with a floppy door. That door is just going to be broken up by the end of the windstorm. So if you can secure it and close, it's going to be a lot better for the wind. And you won't sure. have to spend your time repairing doors. You can just secure them instead. Sounds good to me. So, you know, I don't want people to forget about the Tilt 40. That's happening this weekend. I think that's a very important conference for Big all conference aspiring too, yep. organic farmers, food advocates, and people who are generally interested in our industry to go to. Uh, also, in February, I want to promote uh, Organicology down in Oregon. That's, I think I'm going to go to that one this year, and that's uh, mid-February. So another good uh, organic producers conference to kind of get a mesh of more organ growers that can bring a lot more experience into the field of market gardening. Good singles like event, too, if you're a farmer looking for another farmer, I hear. You know. uh, really? Yeah. You've heard that, huh? Yeah, man. Wow. 
Yeah, there is a lot of industry people there too. So you can be a, you know, you could work in distribution and you could be going to the conference. It's a good place to connect with buyers and other growers. Nice. You know, that you might be interested in their products uh, to sell at your own farm. So check that out. Check that out. Uh, Jesse, you want to take us out of this one? Sure. I'd love to actually. Uh, Of course, folks, it's been a pleasure. Episode 17. Woohoo. No big deal. No big deal. No, no, no. That's not a woohoo moment. It's woohoo for me. Yeah. Woohoo's uh, in Ziva. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it'll be something extra special. Well, we're gonna wow. Well, I wonder if like that's a... going to be episode aye, aye, aye. Yeah. We, we might be doing our, our uh, quarter century episode down there. Episode it, 25 might be in it, Ziva. It, it we might, could line it up to might do, line up. To, uh, we'd have to pull a couple of double yeah. episodes. We could do a double episode over Thanksgiving Ooh, week. I don't know. We'll I don't see. know about yeah. that. Well, anyway, uh, you can find us on Twitter. Producer at- Jesse's getting very busy. Uncle Jesse's been very busy with a number of yeah, no no Tuesday podcast there. next week. I got I got the Uh-oh. Microsoft thing next week, but oh. we'll we'll work it out. Okay. Um, at Dirty Cultivator on Twitter, Facebook the Dirty Cultivator, and of course find us on Stitcher Radio, Podcast Addict, Podcast Republic, and iTunes. Please download us on iTunes, subscribe, comment, interact with us on all the social media sites. We always love hearing your uh, questions, your comments about the show, anything. It's always great finding out where you're listening from and all those good things. So, yeah, tell uh, us where you're from. We want to we want to meet the world out there. Yeah, feedback, so. feedback. Absolutely. Talk to us. Okay, so until next time, everyone, eat well, be well. Helping us all become better growers and consumers of fine local produce. This is... The Dirty Cultivator, living and giving from the dirt, signing off. Episode 17, folks, that's a wrap.